0: I'm going to hit record again. And I guess, Adam, I'm so sorry about that. Do you mind if we start over again? No. All right. Son of a bitch. How embarrassing is that? From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel, It's Bourbon Night, bring you their favorite, And enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium, hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof, and the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. bringing to you the best stories from icons in the bourbon industry it's bourbon pursuit now here are your hosts ryan and kenny welcome back to another episode of the bourbon pursuit podcast my name is kenny and as always i'm joined by my friend ryan how are you doing today buddy I'm doing well,
1: doing well. Uh, take two on this. Uh, you forgot to press record, so I'm, I'm excited to <laughs> yeah, yeah. to re talk about the, the Kentucky Bourbon Trail.
0: This is the first time I messed up, and that you didn't mess up, right? So it's uh, we get so, yeah, it's a one for one right now. So now I don't feel as bad.
1: But anyways, I'm excited to talk to Adam with Kentucky Bourbon Trail. Uh, as we talked about, uh, we've been to Napa and been out there, hung out. It's great, but Kentucky Bourbon Trail is has its its own beauty and it's awesome. I love seeing the, all the distilleries and different sizes, the craft and small, big. Uh, it's a great experience and I'm excited to talk to Adam about it.
0: Yeah. You know, the one thing I'm really excited about the Kentucky bourbon trail is, is how it's really and it has a booming effort on our economy here. And even in Louisville, we have all these distilleries that are buying up properties in downtown Louisville, just because of the outside influence and people need, they kind of want to uh, sometimes want to people get a, a downtown sort of feel. Right. So they want to stay at, you know, proof on main or one of those swanky hotels downtown. And now these small distilleries or even, even larger ones are buying up all these little properties down there, renovating them and making it a, a better scene for everybody to come and look at.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool how how much tourism it's brought to our state, and we get to show it off. Like we're here, we're proud of it, but not everybody usually thinks Kentucky. They're like, "Uh, Kentucky basketball, we hate them, and uh, they're rednecks." So <laughs> it's cool to kind of get to show off, you know, the bourbon, the the horse country, and just Burnham Forest, like all the beauty that we have here in this state.
0: Yeah. And I mean, the one great thing I, I really like about the Bourbon Trail as well is that there's a lot of diversity and, you know, you, it, it's not going to be something that you can do in a day. It's, it's something that you've got to really plan out. You've got to sit there and, and you know, figure out, like, where do we begin and uh, what places do we want to go see? Is there anything else along the way that we can see, whether it's uh, restaurants or anything like that? So I guess with that let's go ahead and start leading into our guest. So today we have Adam Johnson. Adam is the director of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. So Adam, I want to first say thank you once again for being on the show and uh and coming to speak your mind about what's going on with the Bourbon Trail. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I guess, you know, before we start getting talking about the Bourbon Trail, let's let's talk about you a little bit. So Talk about, I guess, your history, how, is there a time when you, you first started really getting into bourbon? It's one of those questions that we always ask our, our guests is, can you remember that, that first drink that, that maybe got you hooked or maybe that, that got you your first hangover, whatever it is? <laughs> right. Well, I,
2: I tell people all the time, I, I have the best job in the Commonwealth and I'm extremely lucky uh, to be in the position that I'm in. i am just been a huge bourbon lover. Uh, I'm as geeky as the as the next, um, and to actually have the job that I'm in is is kind of a, a constant pinch me pinch me moment. So uh, I've been here about three years working for Kentucky Distillers Association, and we're kind of uh, just a small uh, nonprofit uh, that we're charged with promoting, protecting Kentucky's signature bourbon industry. Um, it's a, a pretty old organization; we've been around since 1880. Uh, which makes us one of the oldest trade organizations in the, in the country. And so to have kind of all this history and to work with such great companies and people really is something that, uh, I still can't believe. Even after three years, I, you know, anytime I'm, I'm riding around in Jimmy Russell's, uh, minivan or something, I still, still can't believe it that I'm actually getting to do all that. So, um, but in terms of first, first drinks for me, it, uh, I kind of came to Kentucky. I'm not a native Kentucky, but I kind of came through school. I went to center college down in Danville and just kind of got immersed in the Kentucky culture. I remember skipping my first class and, and going to Keeneland, and, uh, yeah, I probably had a, I think like a maker's mark there or something and just have been a, a Kentuckian ever since, I think. So, um, I still remember having an easier time finding some of the stuff like, uh, the, the vintage bourbon that the Willow guys put out that 17-year, you know, I think everyone knows uh, with that with the nice uh, green foil. I remember picking up a bottle or two off, off the shelf and thinking, oh, man, this is, this is unbelievable. Uh, so I think those are some of the first experiences I had and just have been more uh, involved in the bourbon industry ever since I kind of came through my role through tourism. So uh, that's really my background, and just uh, count my lucky stars every day.
0: So you get to live, sleep, and eat and drink bourbon all the time.
2: Yeah, I think I was telling you guys before, that was, that was really my main charge, I think, in my final job interview. was uh, That's what they told me. They want, want me thinking about bourbon when I wake up and thinking about it and how to promote it when I go to bed and uh, everything in between.
0: So that's a pretty good uh, mission statement, I think, to, to, to work off of yeah that's that's not too bad to get paid to do anything like that. I'm pretty sure that you make a a lot of people jealous for that
2: yeah I, i'm I like I said, I can't believe it. very lucky
0: so Good to hear. yeah oh, go then, ahead uh yeah, not a problem, so I mean, I guess uh let's go ahead and talk about the the bourbon trail a little bit so. For anybody that, that doesn't know, I mean, I guess we should say everybody from Kentucky knows about the Bourbon Trail. But there's probably a lot of people that are either maybe getting into bourbon or from out of state and they're traveling here and they want to maybe just kind of talk about it or kind of listen or try to figure out what it is. I guess what's the what's the elevator pitch of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail?
2: Sure. So really it was created by the KDA and the member distilleries to allow people to kind of get behind their, their favorite brands, to, you know, to learn – more about how it's made and kind of create more of that connection with, you know, so many of our great customers that enjoy uh, Kentucky's finest, you know. So uh, <clears throat> there aren't – we're kind of close to it here in Kentucky. I think, you know, you see those uh, giant brown signs on the highway all the time. and But we really feel like uh, we're just kind of scratching the surface with visitors. So we want more and more people coming in and visiting us. Uh, we want more folks, you know, just – immersing themselves in the culture of bourbon when they come here, because really you got to come here to learn the, the full story we feel like. And, you know, our numbers keep climbing and we hope to keep those numbers rising. We had about uh 700 and, and 25,000 visits to our member distilleries last year. And that includes our craft guys in that number. So, you know, think about that in maybe two years, we could be at a, a million people, uh, or a million visits, I should say, to our member distilleries,
0: which would be uh, just fantastic. So, it's, at what point did this did the ramping up of all the tourism really begin? To because I mean, I, I feel like it's definitely been within the past few years that it's just right. grown exponentially.
2: Right, and I feel like um, you know, 1999, the Kentucky Bourbon Trail was created and uh, by the KDA, and I think it was it was really more of a deliberate attempt to be kind of like you mentioned before Napa or the Scotch whiskey trail. Cause we realized we've got a lot of those same assets. And you know a lot of our guys who are old timers tell stories about how, you know, tours were so haphazard, you know, if you just popped in at four roses and you saw Al young, he might say, well, Oh man, I got 10 minutes. Let me take you around real quick. And then I think those numbers kind of start, crep- start creeping up and, People started being a little bit more deliberate about how they do tours and their visitor centers, and I would really say that, you know, it, like you said, in the last couple of years, it's really ramped up. But there was a time where we we tried to take our foot off the pedal a little bit just because our visitor centers really weren't ready for the kind of crowds that we're seeing now. So if you really kind of just go down the list of, of the distilleries that make it up right now, almost everybody has put in significant dollars to. Make sure they can handle the guests because they want people to have a good time. I think, and to feel um, like this, like they're equipped to handle folks with the, just the infrastructure. Um, you know, just go down the list. Maker's Mark expanded their tasting rooms. Jim Beam has the new American Stillhouse. Woodford Reserve just significantly, um, yeah, revamped their visitor center. I don't know if you guys have seen that yet. Oh with yeah, they're a new new tasting room. Um, Four Roses. They not only in, re-equipped or revamped their um, visitor center. They've opened up Cox's Creek, which is really close to um, Jim Beam. Uh, you know, Stitzel Weller, the guys at Bulleter, or they've just opened that up for for tours. Um, Wild Turkey, brand new visitor center there. The house that Jimmy built, one of the top architectural award winning. Visitor centers in the country. I don't know if you guys just saw that article. So, uh, town branch being pretty new as well with their visitor experience. So I think I've mentioned everybody. I mean, you kind of get a sense now that they're ready, you know, they're, they're able to handle more of these crowds we're getting and make sure people have a quality experience.
0: Yeah, you you mentioned pretty much uh, at least everybody that you can ever find on the website for it. So I guess if if you are going to do the Bourbon Trail, is there is there a best way to do it? Like you know, where do you start, sure. and can you hit everything in a day? Like how do you how do you kind of plan this stuff out? Right now, I did I did forget Evan Williams close to you guys. I
2: apologize. So Evan Williams, <laughs> their uh, downtown experience. So well, the the best way to do it honestly is, and I think you guys kind of touched on this a little bit of what what do you want to see what do you want to do how much time do you have how many people in your group there's all these kind of questions you got to ask yourself as you're planning it and you know what brands do you want to hit because it really is hard to do everything and that's really something that we want people that i think people are starting to understand a little bit more that it is something that you need at least in our opinion you know 3 4 days typically i tell people to move around a little bit cuz i want you to see more of the state so uh, in my mind, it's a little bit of a horseshoe. So, say you start in Louisville, uh, you can knock out Evan Williams and Bullet, you know, and then you work your way down towards Shepherdsville and Bardstown and Lebanon area, and you can do you know Makers Mark and Heaven Hill, uh, and then you kind of pop your way, you know, do Jim Beam in between, and then you start moving a little bit east, and you know you're passing through cities like Danville or you know Versailles or, uh, Lexington. And you can kind of knock out the Woodford town branch Four roses, you know, wild Turkey part of your trip. And then you've kind of completed our passport program and that's something you wanted to do. Or, you know, you've also got the opportunity to work in some of our smaller craft guys that are kind of, um, nestled in between those stops. So that's typically what we tell people, at least I do. Also Mandy in our office that handles a lot of the tour planning and trip planning is, uh, Move around a little bit. I want you to see in Bardstown. I want you to see in, you know, a small town just as much as I want you to see in kind of the bigger cities like uh, Lexington or, or Louisville and see the, the communities and how, you know, it's hard to get more bourbon than in Bardstown. You know, bourbon capital of the world Or you're going to see, you know, small towns like Danville or Versailles or, or Lebanon or Shepherdsville. You know, so um, that's about uh, a standard answer for us. But typically, it usually starts with us asking a million questions, because this isn't a, a one-size-fits-all type trip. It's really, you know what brands do you want to see? Where do you want to eat? What else do you want to do? Do you care about history? Do you care about horses? What, there's just so much that we typically like to ask somebody. So we almost prefer to, to talk to you on the phone more than anything.
0: So it's not really just about bourbon, right? I guess it's more about getting the, the full Kentucky experience. Yeah, for sure.
2: I mean, obviously we think bourbon is the hook. And that's uh, what pays the bills for us. Don't get me wrong, but we definitely think there's so much more to your trip. And whether it's going to some of these great bourbon bars or staying in these bourbon-themed hotels or um, seeing some of the, the history and horses and other museums that we have to offer, it's really what's making us more of an attractive uh, location for people to, to make trips. I think we're really becoming much more of a, a popular destination for leisure travel because of these great uh, options that we have that go beyond just our tours, but it's also the culinary. It's also the history. There's just so much that Kentucky has to offer. And we think if you use kind of the Kentucky bourbon trails, the backbone of your trip. um, There's so many good ways to kind of fill in the gaps that are going to make it very memorable for folks.
0: If you're anything like me, every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. So there's another thing that you mentioned, you know, you said craft in there. So you, you go on the website and you kind of see there's the, the Kentucky Bourbon Trail and then you have this kind of craft tour. So I guess kind of talk about what's the difference between the two? Can you intermingle them? Is its it, is it right. two separate things? I guess if anybody wants to go and see, like, what do you think the, the, the right approach would be? Right. It, it's
2: something we, we love it when you kind of mingle your trip together with these. I mean – there's there's so many that are um, as you mentioned uh, you know Limestone Branch right next to Maker's Mark and then you've got um, you know Willits within sight of Heaven Hill uh, you've got guys um, that are coming online in Louisville uh, like Copper and Kings and you've got folks like Peerless uh, there's just so many of these the uh, smaller operations or Barrel House which is right next to Town Branch. I mean, just go down the line. We want people kind of mixing in some of these um, smaller production tours and brands with some of our, you know, bigger, more heritage, more known brands, because it really is that that spectrum that we love when people can go see something huge like a Jim Beam and then see someone like, uh, you know, Robert or uh, at Barrel House or John Pogue at Old Pogue, you know, m- making just, you know, something so different. In terms of size and scale that our visitors really just, they love that. They love seeing kind of the, the small and the big because it gives you a sense of, of the diversity we have in here in Kentucky. And it also kind of drives home that point. That we always try to say is, you know, Kentucky is the one true authentic home of bourbon. And I think they see that uh, in our big and small operations alike.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I, I can tell you from myself, you know, I, I visited, I was actually going out to Loretto. I think to, it was to help one of my friends. I think it was to move a TV or go get a TV. I don't, I can't remember it. Anyway, we were out there and he was like, you want to stop at Maker's Mark? And I was like, you know, I've never been there before. Might as well. So we go to Maker's Mark, we go in there, we, you know, we do the tour, we go dip our bottles and, and we're like, okay, well that was cool. That was, that was a good little, uh, th- you know, 30 minute aside. And then we were driving back and we're like, oh, there's, there's limestone branch. Let's, let's go in there. And we were literally one of three people that were actually there, uh, just me and my friend, and then somebody else that was working there. So it was it was very unique in the way that you can see how something like Maker's Mark that pushes out you know something like twenty thousand bottles a day, versus something like Limestone Branch that can do anywhere between you know two hundred to five hundred you know if they're really ramping up production because versus something that's completely automated versus something that is all still done by hand from, you know, catching the white dog out of the still into a bucket and putting it into a bottle through hand and then hand labeling and, and handwriting all these different little things. So seeing that, that that vast diversity of what it takes to become a small distillery and hopefully make it to a, a large distillery was something very unique. Right.
2: And I, th- I think, too, uh,
0: it's funny you mentioned
2: Limestone Branch. I think the last time I was there, uh, the the tour guys from Maker's Mark were there touring. And that's the part of the industry that I love is that people do get along and they want, you know, what's good for, you know, each individual brand typically will be good for the industry and vice versa. So that's really kind of proof of my existence that they're willing to all kind of chip in, um, you know, for that same goal because they realize, you know, a rising tide, you know, lifts all boats. And then I think, also, another similarity that people kind of see is when you're down at Makers, you're going to run into Greg Davis, who's you know the master distiller there, and you know still working on production. You're going to bump into him, just like well, I'm sure when you were at Limestone Branch, you bumped into Steve Beam, who's you know the owner with his brother Paul, and uh, you know he's there, you know making his whiskey. So I think that's cool. I think that's one of the things that really yeah, makes it such a memorable experience for people is you know, you're meeting those people, uh, behind the brands, no matter if you're, you know, big or small, you know, when people run into Jimmy Russell, at wild Turkey, they, they wig out. I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of bottles that guy signs when he's down there. I mean, star shock. Exactly. Yeah. And so just go down the list. You're going to run into our guys. Yes. They're on the road a lot. Uh, but I still feel like when you're visiting, you know, the chances are good. You're going to run into the, the guys and, and, And gals that are helping make you know your favorite bottles.
1: Yeah, one thing I really like about the Bourbon Trail—I've been to Napa and Sonoma. The Bourbon Trail is really intimate with allowing you to see the full production. Like you get in there in the distillery, you can smell the mash, you can see it going through the tanks. You get like pretty up and dirty, you know, (laughs) looking at all this stuff. So it's really cool to kind of get to see it, you know, behind the scenes. Sure.
2: And uh, we were just out in Napa. Uh, at least uh, for me it was my first time and we went with a bunch of visitor center people to kind of see how uh they tackle hospitality and how they tackle tours and you know one of the things that jumped out of me was yes the Napa tours were fantastic but there is a little bit more of a seasonal nature there in Napa so we were there in January so we didn't get to see like that whole process but I feel like other than maybe you know a few weeks out of the year if, if one of our guys is on a summer shutdown or they're retooling the still, you're going to see, you know, that process, you're going to see it, you know, from start to finish. So that's really one of the luxuries we have here in Kentucky versus more of a seasonal winemaking operation. Um, cause you're right. I think when you come here, especially if you take one of these more in-depth tours, uh, you're going to see that entire process from, you know, the yeast to the, the grain, to the, the warehousing, um, distillation, all that, you know, start to finish is what really makes our tours uh, special, I think.
1: Yeah, I agree. Another thing, too, is like with Napa is great and all, but it seemed like it was like four miles, like this one long road of winery, 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 like that you could just hit all there. But where the Bourbon Trail, you kind of get to drive around. You have probably about 30, 40 minutes between each stop. So you kind of get to, you know, reflect on where you were and learn about where you're going and kind of see what, you know, Kentucky's all about too.
2: But yeah, I, I think that you're a hundred percent right. In fact, it's funny in a lot of our surveys that we do, this is the thing that cracks me up is I, I think our, our question says something like, you know, tell us your most memorable part of your experience. And we, so often we get the drive. People love the scenic drive. I mean, think about driving into Woodford or think about driving down to Makers or think, I mean, there's just so many scenic parts of our state that you get to see, you know, when visiting the distilleries that make up, you know, the Kentucky bourbon trail, it just, it's, it's one of those things where you think, Oh, we're putting you know this much money in our visitor centers and our tours and our experiences. And people just, (laughs) people just like that drive, you know, they really enjoy that
1: part. So you're exactly right. Yeah. Spring and fall here in Kentucky is like, there's nowhere on earth. It's, prettier better weather i mean with the fall you got the pretty foliage and green grass spring you got the flowering trees and you know the gra- the grass is coming out it just it's it's really awesome experience when in that, those times of year
0: one of the things you kind of mentioned were the, the the production and the hours and sometimes there might be a week off but you know what i've kind of seen is there's they're almost wow. running full steam, almost twenty four hours a day, three sixty five, because of just the bourbon shortage. That, well, quote unquote, bourbon shortage, right? Right, but right. It, they're they're should, yeah, the the demand that is that is that is seen. So they are they're trying to utilize their equipment uh, as, as much as they can.
2: Right, and I think you know it's a little bit of a kind of a traditional thing, you know, um, with some of these summer shutdowns. Most. And not all of our guys do that. Uh, Some do, some don't. Some of it's due to kind of water issues. You know, it's typically in the summer. And we always tell people if you're coming in July or August, you typically want to just double check. And now most of the tour, you're going to see about eighty percent. You might not see the entire kind of process, but you're going to get, you know, still a really good taste of what it's like. But uh, you're right. I mean, our guys are all are all putting as much bourbon back as they can to to meet to meet demand, and uh, these are all good problems to have. <laughs> yeah,
0: mm-hmm. business is not bad. No. So I guess another thing to kind of talk about is this passport program. You know, the, you can look on the website. You can you can read about the passport. There's a thing about getting a free T-shirt. What's all that about?
2: Right, so we've got our passport program, and that's really if you go to each one of our uh, member distilleries on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, get a stamp. Uh, we'll send you this uh, free T-shirt. So we started this program uh, in 2007. I think we had something like 180 people do it. And the next year it was something like 3,000. Then it went to nine. And then now we're getting, you know, 18,000, 14,000 a year, depending. You know, we've got a little bit more to do now with nine stops. So we're naturally seeing, you know, it just takes a little bit longer. So,
0: um, but it's, but, kind yeah. of, it's kind of funny that you're seeing that rapid growth even as you add on more distilleries more places to go more things for people to see so they're they're definitely tacking on more of their dollars onto being able to do it as well
2: oh yeah I mean people are they're taking multiple trips I think you know you, I, I hope you guys have a passport you're working on you know we hear that all the time
1: of, I always I forget, forget to, 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 to take it, <laughs> it <but I laughs> that's have the one. problem
2: people <laughs> say that. And we'll, we have so many ways of honoring your trip if you went and and you send us pictures of, of you standing next to Chris Morris at Woodford or whatever. Well, we assume you're there, you know, there's <laughs> ways that we can help people who, who forgot it, but really it's just, it was really kind of designed to, to drive people to the distilleries because there really is no starter finish to the Kentucky bourbon show. We say that all the time. Um, it really is just this experience that we want people coming back uh, for multiple trips, multiple stops. And, You know, our guys are always adding something new, whether it's, you know, Heaven Hill adding the Evan Williams bourbon experience or the new bullet experience. that's to weller or, you know, if you haven't seen the new visitor center at Wild Turkey, you know, we're always trying to add stuff uh, for people to do um, because that's kind of the feedback we get all the time is people want more distilleries. We've got the craft tour they want, you know, new kinds of tours. We want new kinds of events like the bourbon affair we're working on. Uh, So. You know, We're always trying to make sure we take care of our new guests, but also our guests that have been a couple of times. We always want something new uh, for them to do.
0: I'm assuming that that T-shirt budget has just gotten off hand then. And you just can't even keep up with it.
2: Yeah, it's gotten pretty crazy. We've had to get some outside help. Um, it used to be the, the two people in the office before I was hired. Uh, we went from two people to three and now we're at five because uh, they were just folding shirts day and night it seemed like. So now we've got some outside help because it has gotten crazy. And we've really tried to put a little bit more money into it just because we know people are, are doing more, spending more money. It's, it's more uh, stops. So I I think this year is our nicest one yet. We've got a a nicer shirt. We got um, kind of a local design. Uh, Robbie Davis helped us out of Louisville. He does a lot of the against the grain brewery design. So, We're always trying to improve that because we know uh, it's quite the investment people are putting in to to complete that.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny. You you mentioned Robbie Davis. I actually used to work with him at a marketing agency, probably like, gosh, I think it was like eight years ago. He was definitely, he's a good artist and that I've seen a lot of the things he does. It's, it's, it's very, uh, I guess you could say old world kind of tailored, almost like a vintagey kind of feel.
2: Yeah. And he, he did a good job of, of kind of capturing what was in my brain. In some way which is scary and, and putting a much, <laughs> better, a much better twist on it and and he's done a good job uh with that and we try to take that design it's in our new brochures that we've got out where we've really revamped some of the information we we get out to people with this new design and um hopefully people will like uh the new brochures that literally have just uh just shipped out we've uh, got a huge order, and we're trying to fulfill all those requests because we get a ton of those. It's crazy. You would think that people don't request brochures anymore, but you'd be wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that reminds me of when I was a kid. You know, you always get these, like, these AAA trip ticks whenever you, you go on, like, these road trips or whatever. And I, I guarantee you that business is probably gone, but who knows?
2: Yeah, it's people still like that thing in their hand. And especially the map, uh, we tell people all the time. And when you drive down to makers, your cell phone's not going to work very well. There's, <laughs> so it's good to have a, a map, and we really try to you know accomplish that with this new design because you are on the road a, a fair a fair bit. Like you said, Napa, I feel like it's all down that one road, but you've got to get on some nice country roads uh, here in central Kentucky uh, when you're out on the Kentucky
0: Bourbon Trail for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, or you can just hire Mitchell Tours and be you know, safe and fun. Don't, <laughs> don't have to worry about driving. Exactly. Yeah. Minjul Tours and R and R Limo
2: are two big transportation partners. They do a great job of getting people out safely and uh where you just don't have to worry about anything and 'cause uh you know like I said, if you haven't if you haven't driven to some of
0: these places you might think, Where am I? And uh they, they take all that guesswork out of it. Oh yeah. And so Ryan, I just remembered this. So next time we forget our passports, there's actually an app on the app store that you can actually have your, your digital right. you can actually have your digital passport on you so we can just quote unquote get that stamp when we go in there. Exactly. Awesome. I never forget
1: my phone, but <laughs> I always forget other stuff.
0: Well yeah, phone keys wallet. That's that's exactly that's that's the only thing you have to remember when you go out the door. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So there's another thing on your website about biking the trail. Is that something that that you've seen a, a lot of uptick in with, you know, I guess with this whole uh you know, eat healthy and be healthy sort of mindset that everybody drink sort of healthy. Moved. Yeah, drink <laughs> healthy. That's that's what bourbon's there for. Exactly.
2: Yeah, we've seen uh, a good number of folks that that wanted that option. And uh we've got some help from the Bluegrass Cycling Club really helped us put that together. We're kinda of tweaking it around because we've added so much that uh you know, some of those guys aren't as easy to get to by bike. And so we're, we're actually kind of tweaking that as we speak to try to, um, update that a, a little bit more because we want, we typically try to give people, um, you know, the, the most beautiful, but also the safest route. And what's funny is, is actually the folks who use that the most are our motorcycle folks. I tell you what, I, I would think we have to be one of the gold standards of motorcycle trips in the country. Based on the feedback we get from groups that that have their bikes uh, around to the distilleries, I mean, people love it and they use that some of those routes, particularly like say um, Steel Road, you know, kind of the Wild Turkey Woodford uh, part of the of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. Though it's those type of areas that people are just they can't believe it. Um, if you've ever taken Steel Road, uh, you won't forget it. Uh, it's just so beautiful back there. I mean, it's another reason why the Bourbon Chase is so popular. There's a reason Mike ends the race the way he does in that neck of the woods. I mean, it is gorgeous where you get to run. Same thing with uh, biking. People just can't believe it. And so the distilleries have tried to kind of accommodate um, kind of that sector of visitor a little bit more uh,
1: because it has become uh, increasingly popular. Yeah, I was going to ask if you are affiliated with uh, the uh, Bourbon Chase. That was my first experience seeing all the distilleries. I participated in it. Uh, it was awesome. I'll probably never do it again, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll just drive from each distillery instead of running, yeah. you know, over a couple like
2: hundred it. miles. Yeah. My wife did it once. I've done it twice. Um, and she's like, I, I don't think I need to do it again, but it, <laughs> it's one of those races. If you're a runner, I, to me, it's a must. I think. That's oh, it's, it's cool. It's, uh, it's a beautiful race. It's very well run. We help, uh, with obviously the kind of the distillery part of making sure, you know, everyone's kind of coordinated because it is a logistical bear putting oh, that. Yeah. If you, if you can only imagine in Mike uh, Koontz, who, who owns and runs the race, he does a great job, his whole team. So that, that's a great event because it brings in people from all over. I mean, all over. And we really like the, the fact that it, it really exposes people to the distilleries and different brands
1: that they may not have uh, already uh, experienced before. I remember my last leg was to Woodford, and, like, I remember just, like, stumbling up a hill and, like, seeing it at the finish. And I was like, oh, my God. I've never been so excited to see a distillery in my life. (laughs) Yeah, but that Woodford you sampled there tasted pretty good. Absolutely. It was the best one I ever had.
0: (laughs) Especially at that point. Yeah. So we're right at the top of the hour. I guess the last question I have is to help people do the bourbon trail faster. You guys plan on putting in, like, a bullet train between all these places? That's not a bad idea. We'll have to
2: (laughs) –
0: we'll have to look into that but we'll i kind of imagine board. it like a like the like a shuttle like if you're at ATl airport or something like that like you have a countdown like every three minutes this train goes to the next one or something like that yeah well it might it might take some infrastructure but uh not a bad idea <laughs> well good deal so I guess if uh, if anybody wants to find out for more information about the bourbon trail how do they find out about it
2: the best is ky com uh that's kind of our bedrock of information we've got you know maps on there. We got all the tour times because everybody's a little bit different, you know, in terms of when they're open and hours and days. Uh, and then also, you know, for most up to date stuff, like I'm sure we'll be keeping an eye on the weather. Uh, Twitter is very popular with us. We're at KY Bourbon Trail. Same with uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram as well. Instagram's been great for us. Um, so we're really, we're on all those social media. But our website will
0: kind of kick you to all those. Um, for helping plan your trip well awesome well Adam thank you again for being our guest today sure. it, was a, it was a pleasure talking to you so if you like what you're hearing make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bourbon at Pursuit